Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and associate editor, Miss Annie Bondel. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Uh, it is so hot here. I don't know where the, I don't know, I, those of you who are listening who live in the D.C. area, like, this is oppressive, and I would like a refund. <laughs> uh, I'm hiding inside. It, it's just one of those days. It's so gross. I mean, it's literally been June for, like, five seconds. I don't, ugh. Super rude. It's so rude. I, it's just, climate change is real, people, is what I'm saying. It's real. It, like, snowed here in April, and now it's, like, 95, and it's the hottest it's been this early in the year in, like, a decade. It's very normal. Totes norms. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it snows in April. Sorry, that's a really good yeah, song. Yeah, in other places, <laughs> we live in a swamp. True. Um. Anyway, what are we talking about today, other than the fact that, like, leaving the house is a bad idea? Yes, yeah, so let's watch television. Yay! See what I did there? Um, since it is so hot and officially June, we are doing our annual summer preview edition of the show where we give you guys a heads up about what is coming down the pipeline for Anglophiles in the next few months. And uh, fair warning, there is a lot. Yeah, um, this is definitely the year that everything piled in. Um, we have, you know, shows returning that were here last year. We have shows returning that have basically been away since lockdown. Um, we have sho- shows that basically have, like, you know, shown up. You know, they showed up at the beginning of the pandemic because there were still some in the tank, but then we haven't seen them since. Um, the uh, the first one that we're actually going to get on the list um, isn't a PBS show. It's uh, going to be over on Stars, and it's uh, this is one that uh, Lacey really, really is excited for. I am very excited. Uh, it's Becoming Elizabeth, which I, I'm not actually sure if it's part of the whole white queen, white princess. It's not. It's from a different, it's from a different production group. Um, the people who did the white queen the white princess and the spanish princess those all came from emma frost and uh she went ahead and formed her own production company whose name i've of course forgotten because i need to think of it right now but uh this is part of stars has had a lot of success with these sort of female focused uh historical series that really kind of try to put famous women in history in in new contexts um really i guess famous women from the tudor family at this point but um it's it's from a different it's from a different production group and it's also not uh, the other three series were all based on novels by philippa gregory and this is not based on any one specific title that i can tell um it is interesting because it's called becoming elizabeth because unlike a lot of shows which i think in pop culture, we get very fixated on the idea of Elizabeth I in, in in one of two forms. And that is either the form of like Kate Blanchett defeating the Spanish Armada or Judy Dench in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. It was all like, I know what it's like to be a woman in a man's profession. Um, that woman deserved her Oscar. Leave her alone. Um, so we don't really think about, we have this very specific idea, I think culturally, of how Elizabeth I was and how she became who she was and and we don't really and sort of like she's sort of sprung fully formed from the ground like as the virgin queen kind of kind of persona but this show is about her youth which is really like the immediate aftermath of henry the eighth's death is wild and we don't talk about that because we can't we tend to skip over um the very brief reign of his son and often unfairly i think skip over mary tudor to get to elizabeth but there's all of this stuff that there's happens. also uh, jane gray isn't there lady jane gray in there too oh yeah she's only queen for nine days though so like that doesn't really like, yeah i know but it, like you know i'm just saying like l- l- let's give everybody a moment yeah so we just skip all over that to get to elizabeth but there's just all of this i mean there's just like incredible scandals of whether she was or was not like having a fling with Catherine parr's husband whether or not she was plotting against edward whether or not she was plotting against mary like there's just so much stuff and we don't talk about it because we're all just ready to get to the part where she's elizabeth you know 
Um, this this is really I'm intrigued by this. I've seen the first few episodes. I like it. Uh, I'm intrigued by this because not only is it also a story of Elizabeth, who, as I said, I think her you her younger sort of more problematic days tend to get a little passed over. We also don't talk about Catherine Parr enough, who was amazing. Um, she was Henry VIII's final wife. She's she's the survive in the divorce edit died rhyme. And she was brilliant. She was like a scholar in her own right. She like published several, you know, books of prayers. She almost got beheaded herself, but Henry like helpfully forgave her and then kicked it before <laughs> that could happen. And she's just like a really cool lady who who gets, you know, her story is not like the most exciting one of the wives. We don't talk about that a lot. And she also dies horribly of childbed fever, which sucks. But um, so she is played by Jessica Rain of Call the Midwife fame. And Ramala Garai is Mary Tudor, who at this point is in the story is very much like kind of like the token Catholic, I guess, like because Mary's faith was very like a big part of her life and a big part of who she was and a big part of why uh, her brother's I started to say administration, but that feels really democratic for a monarchy, <laughs> you know, didn't trust her because they were very like fanatically Protestant and she was very fanatically not Protestant. So there's all that conflict going on. And then there's Elizabeth who would have been like 14 at the time trying to navigate life in. She went to live with Catherine Parr. Catherine Parr married Thomas Seymour, who was the brother of the other Seymour who became Lord Protector. It's all very like lots of messy high drama and a great cast. So this, this basically what you're saying is that this is going to be like a luxury, like, you know, feel good. It's it's very I well feel good. I don't know that I would go that far because it's not a super happy story a lot of the time. But um, well, she becomes queen. Well, yes, but her life sucks. OK, fine. Like for like huge portions of it, she's, you know, she ends up in the tower several times. Like it's just a, there's a, there's so much of this period of her life that I don't think most people, unless you're really interested in this subject, kind of know. And it's really fascinating to see the woman, how you can sort of draw the line from all the things that happened to her as a, as a younger woman to this sort of very personified, closed off, like, image that she has to project to the world it's really it's very fascinating to me i think she seems to be like i don't know it's a person i would love to have (laughs) to have a conversation with like like do seances but um it's 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 luxury in the sense that it's prestige it is a little more like i think realistic sometimes than some of these are like all of the scenes are lit by torches and stuff, so some of them are very dark, like lit- like like literally very like literally very dark. So like yeah. we'll polish that way. I I, yeah. I appreciate that. So okay, I just love all of these stars, lady historical shows. Like they're they're doing this one, and then they're working on one of Eleanor of Aquitaine, I think. And oh, Catherine de Medici, maybe. Yes, that's what it is. I I'd love it. More of it. Give me all of it. Okay, we're definitely gonna deep dive into that one when it comes out. Um, the next, the next two shows that come out after that, um, for us are over on PBS and we actually have, we have the return of Endeavor, um, which is the long running Inspector Morse prequel spinoff. And I understand that people who are not me are very excited about it. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's going to be paired with a brand new show, uh, called Hotel Portofino, Portofino, Portofino. Um, I think it's Portofino, like the city. Okay. I think, I, I, I think. Okay. I'm just guessing. And uh, basically, Hotel Portofino is a, um, it's a, a new series that's uh, actually produced by the company behind Walter Presents. It's their first drama that they've ever done that's not a remake of a foreign language show. Um, and it looks really interesting. It's a 1920s piece. And, you know, it's about, you know, a really gorgeous part of Italy and basically uh, um, it's about a, a, a the daughter of a wealthy businessman who decides that she wants to leave the UK and she's going to go open a hotel down in Italy. Um, so it's got a little bit of that, um, you know, the Danish show that's the, the, that's so popular, um, uh, Seaside Hotel. 
Oh, right. I was like, the face that I'm making, please do not expect me to know the answer. Okay, yeah, like, it's got a little bit of that seaside hotel feel to it, but set in Italy instead of uh, up north. And kind of, I get, like, Durl, I get Durl's vibes mm. from it. I mean, like, le- like same sort of picturesque, looking backward kind of thing. Less animals, more fashion. Yeah, Um. this is also a... You know, uh, Durrell's is a little more mid-century. This is 1920s era. Um, oh, no. Does this mean there's going to be Nazis? Um, there's actually, it's going to be Mussolini more than Nazis. Which is which is basically Nazis. It, it, it's proto-Nazis. It's uh, Italian Nazis. There's fascists. Um, but yes, there will be fascism because, you know, fascism is fashionable, um, apparently, on TV. Uh so uh, I I don't I'm a little curious about this show. Um, you know I am not one for the sort of like um, crazy you know period dramas when it comes to this sort of thing. Like I always pick the mystery over the drama, um, over the romantic you know silliness. And you know I'm sort of wondering if this you know especially because the other shows the remakes that that, that Eagle Eye has done. Um, it's been really boring, right? And so I'm sort like, of so boring. I'm I'm really nervous about this. Like I I love the fact that they are branching. I love the fact that we are here branching out into complete originals. I think that's a good idea. I think that the fact that these adaptations, um, you know, of 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 uh, Professor T and 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 um, what was the other before one? Before we die. Before, before we, we die. die. Thank you. Um, those. I just like. I feel like if you want that, why would you just not watch? Why would you? just not watch the original right so i feel like the fact that they're doing an original is a good you know that that's a good step forward um this is one i think my issue is that i'm not sure what kind of show it's supposed to be like i get very like i said visually i kind of get like durl i think it's durls not durls even though i constantly want to say Oh, I always say Durrell's because that's what it looks Um, like to me. The Keeley Haw show. I get get kind of vibes of that mixed with Down Abbey a little bit. Like kind of a a Luxor Mm -hmm. Down Abbey. But I don't know... I don't know if it's that kind of period drama or if it's one where it's like, look at these people... My fear is that it's going to turn out to be like, look at these out-of-touch rich people while like Mussolini comes to power behind them. And that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, but so I mean, I'm, World on Fire surprised me, and I thought that was gonna be bad. So it looks really expensive. It looks like they spent a lot of money on it. It lo- it really it's pretty. The sets are beautiful. Everybody's costumes are on point. Um, the lady from Designated Survivor, I like her. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm 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 curious about this. Um, but I I I have my I have my doubts. Um. I'm much more comfortable with the fact that Endeavor is coming back. Um, as uh, you all know, Lacey cannot stand the show, um, and I I don't blame Get her ready. because she of of all of all the seasons she could have started with, seven was probably the <laughs> least, um, the least Lacey-ish that it could possibly have been. Um, season eight, we'll see the return of Sarah me. Vicker and some of the and and. And hopefully a little less ridiculousness, um, but I'm I'm not really sure. It's only three episodes again, um, which is good. Um, it's also it's also officially now the penultimate season. Yes, um, which I feel like is is going to be a big deal for people. I know they're filming season nine right now, which will be the final season. But yeah, and actually, I'm um the the final season because of the because of the whole pandemic and lockdown season eight instead of uh instead of uh premiering in like the february march sort of time period that usually did it got pushed back to fall and it didn't air in the uk until september and they're actually going to use that as an excuse to do season nine in about in the fall in the same way um partly that means that um it will air over there in 2002. The original Endeavor TV movie aired in 2012. So basically, it will be an exact oh, decade. Right. I always forget that it was actually like the first season is just that movie. Yes, and it was in 2012. So basically, it's a 10-year anniversary and a fi- and and an ending. And it's ending in 1972. The show started in 1962. Like it's very it, it, it's very full circle. Oh, that's cute that they tried that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have liked Endeavor, um, 
I, I I loved Morse when I was a kid. I liked Lewis. I like Endeavor. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not too sorry to see it go though. Um, and that's partly because you know at this point there's only so far you can go with a prequel. You know, and this is actually something that I've been, you know, people have been pointing out with the Obi-Wan stuff over on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I did see a picture of, like, Ewan McGregor next to, like, Alec Guinness and was like, this has to go to this in, like, eight years. Yeah, it's no, like, lo- look at, look, you know, if you look at Sean Evans and you look at John Thaw and you go, this has to go to this in less than a decade now, in, like, a decade. Yeah, this isn't going to work. Mean, I don't know. He drinks a lot, right? Like, right, he hard, does. Dr- hard drinking will do that to you. Yes, it will. And so will cigarettes. So, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just judging. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I'm. I'm looking forward to Endeavor. I'm looking forward to see how it wraps up because one of the things about the announcement of season nine being the closing epi- the the closing season, is that apparently this has sort of been you know a a loose plan the whole time is to go a full decade and then stop. So oh, interesting. The- I would have thought they would have gone for ten seasons instead of ten years because I feel like most people. Like, I wouldn't have done that math if you hadn't told me. Mm. Um, it's because it basically it's nine seasons, 10 years because it was uh, it was the TV movie in 12 and then the first and then the season came in 14. So that's why it basically accidentally skipped a year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how it wraps up since this has sort of been the plan. Um, I'm, 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 I, I want to see what the plan, I want to see how it plays out. I also, um, just for the record, this will, when Endeavor ends with season nine, it will be the longest running of all of the Morse shows. Both Morse and Lewis were exactly the same length. Lewis ended deliberately so as not to outdo, um, Morse in character in, in, in episode count. Um, whereas with Endeavor, it's going to be the it'll be the longest running of all three. Um, I'm also curious if they're going to find another way to continue to extend the whole Morse universe. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know who they would unless right? they want to do like a prequel prequel. And it's like Roger Allen's character. But do we care about that? I no. mean, we're definitely not doing a Hathaway show. We better not. I just we can't. I, I'm like, sorry, that's just become kind of untenable because of. Because of some real world antics of people involved. Yeah. So yeah, I um, I'm not sure. I'm curious to see if if ITV finds a way to extend the Morse universe. Because at this point, you know, they've gotten this thing to be Morse has basically run since 1986. I mean, you know, you might as well find another way to keep keep it going if possible. Anyway, um. After Endeavor, we're going to have a... Endeavor has almost always paired with Grantchester, with the exception of our pandemic year. Um, and so, you know, this time we'll have Endeavor and then we have Grantchester to follow. I'm actually quite excited for the return of Grantchester. Um, I don't know about Lacey, um, but, you know, I, I, I love Leonard and I, I need him to come back and I need to continue to see his story. I did like Leonard a lot. Grantchester, I think, is fine. Um I'm not as obsessed. I know a lot of people are like very obsessed with Grandchester. I'm not one of those people, but I don't mind it because it at least gives me enough interesting like character stuff to chew on that I can ignore whatever body they're investigating. Um, I, I the problem with Grandchester for me is that um, that Grandchester's going to outlive us all now that they figured out they can swap out the characters because the name of the show is the town. Um, when it was James Norton, I was you know into Sydney Chambers as the lead character and I really was into his and 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 Jordy's relationship as the central relationship. Um I don't know why it doesn't click as well for me with the Will Davenport character. Um but I have found that actually my two favorite characters at this point are Leonard and Kathy. They're they're basically their seconds, if if you will. Um, Leonard is basically like the main sidekick to to Will, and and Kathy is Jordy's wife. And it's their stories that I'm actually the most concerned about. You know, Kathy kicked out Jordy at the end of last season. He's kind of a terrible husband. Okay, this is the second time she's kicked him out. For the record, you didn't watch the early seasons. But well, no, it, but you told me. Yeah, and and I'm really I I, I want to see if I want to see if the divorce sticks this time because you know if you kick him out twice and 
you take him back twice, you're kind of losing your. Well, uh, it was also the '60s, so I know, but yeah, I just I, I team Kathy all the way, um, and team Leonard because you know I really I love the idea that he's going to find himself a, a a calling that isn't in the church but is still religion. You know, one of the things that you really brought to my attention about Grandchester is the way that it handles religion. And, I'm here for everyone's religion on TV needs. And and I uh, I, I want to see. I, I'm really hoping that they that they continue with that storyline. I of, do think they've done a lot better with that than they have with 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 Will's religious sort of evolution. For all that he is technically the vicar. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that might actually partly be the problem. Um, because you know, for all that Sidney Chambers was a drunk, um, who went around sleeping with women all the time, um, and like wanted to like you know uh, coveted his neighbor's wife and all that, um, he he his religion was better handled. I think he, his faith versus his behavior was handled better than Will's, and I think that might be part of what's turned me off from the the central pair. But you know, I'm not really sure. I just I just know that at this point Leonard and Kathy are the ones I'm I'm coming back for. I do like Leonard a lot, so I'm excited. I'm excited if he gets to sit, keep like a a more central role, the way that he did last season. Um, even even if I feel like this is another well, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes because one of the things that I I we talked about this. We talked about the Down to Abbey movie. The the sort of our desire now looking backwards to kind of imprint uh mm. uh uh acceptingness of lgbt issues yeah on the past that may or may not be realistic is it rainbow washing what what kind of washing is that history washing know. i'm not sure i'm sure there's a word for it i just don't know what it is this, i'm sure somebody on the internet has coined coined a word for it but i'm sure they somebody somebody email us and tell us what the word is because i need it um so, Grantchester, when it comes back, is going to be paired with Cobra. Um, which is, this is all in July. Yes. Endeavor, and I feel like, I don't know if we said that, Endeavor and Hotel Portofino are June. Yes. And so is Becoming Elizabeth. And July is Grantchester and season two of Cobra, which I don't know why I'm, like, so excited about. Because, the because first it's a ludicrous didn't, show? <laughs> like, the first season didn't make any sense. But I enjoyed the heck out, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Because it was just fun. I mean, Robert Carlyle and Victoria Hamilton running around the halls of Parliament are just—it's delightful. It was just fun. I had no idea what would happen in any given episode, or how any given part of the story necessarily connected to the over sort of the overarching theme of like what was it like a like an EMP? Yeah, Wasn't that what it was supposed to be about? Like that. And it literally like lasted for five seconds and then in only part of the country i don't know does it like i said it doesn't make any sense but it was fun um so season two is going to be a cyber war which is not actually anything to do with cybermen but you know i i could hope i mean do we know <laughs> we don't, I don't actually think we know i don't think we know um I I honestly like it's hilarious because I read I think I read like the synopsis of this season even though it's called Cyber War it doesn't mention anything about like cyber anything there's like an assassination and, and there's drama I don't know I don't know what's going to happen but uh I'm going to enjoy it that's, that's what I do know oh. and mm-hmm. and they've renewed it for a third season <laughs> they've renewed it wait really <laughs> Yes. Oh my. They just announced it. I meant to t- I didn't text you this because you were on vacay, but they they announced it in the same article where they were talking about I hate Susie season two. <gasps> and I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. Another se- I just don't know how this man's administration is is surviving all of these things. Well then again, what w- one could say the same about Boris Johnson. So <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um. All right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the cyber war portion of this. I'm assuming because the show has a very broad definition of these things that it likes to call plots. I I guess it's hackers. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, the uh, who is oh shoot, what is his name? Andrew Andrew Buchan, mm-hmm. who was in Broadchurch, is is joining the cast as like the new labor secretary or something. It's just going to be it's going to be a mess, and I'm going to love it. Okay um let's see what else is coming this summer um oh your 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 real favorite this will make you love the fact that endeavor is coming back guilt is coming back 
we don't actually have a premiere date for guilt it may actually be early fall um but my i just have so many questions about why people were like the show needs another season i just don't like Especially another season about the brother that went to jail. Yeah, and the fact, well, the reason that I thought of guilt and the fact that I'm pretty that I'm that I'm pretty sure that it's coming around Labor Day, that it's basically going to sort of be the capper to summer or the very very beginning of fall, is because you said the thing about how Cobra's gotten a third season because guilt also has a third season, and guilt's third season is bringing back the other brother. I mean, we'll just greenlight. We'll just greenlight anything now. Anything. <laughs> Well, you know, they did green light time season two and it's got absolutely and they're literally turning it into an anthology because they can't bring anybody back. Well, no, but at least they the, you know what? That's actually smart. I actually respect that. The turning it into an anthology thing. And as much as I love Robert Carlyle, Victoria Hamilton, I feel part of me feels like Cobra would make more sense. If it was an anthology. But instead, it's just like more disasters keep happening to these same people. <sighs> You're not oh, wrong. I love it. I uh, can't wait. Um, why don't you talk um you know there is a funny thing that we have coming um you know Annika is currently uh streaming on passport with a uh, with the idea that it's going to uh, premiere in the fall we actually have another period drama coming that's just to passport but I don't think it's actually debuting on linear until 2023 oh Jamaica in yeah but yes isn't that from like 2014 yes it is yes it is and shout out to the quick listener who emailed me to tell me that this is not its American debut apparently maybe you could maybe you still can watch it on the Amazon Masterpiece channel I don't know um, this is messy this show is from 2014 and this is the first thing that like this is the first thing that Jessica Finlay Brown went and did once she got kicked off of Downton right yeah Brown Finlay but yes oh, yes okay um, yeah this and it's a uh, it's funny because when normally when people talk about Daphne Jumaria everybody's like oh Rebecca but uh, while that is probably her most successful work, she wrote a ton of other books besides Rebecca, one of which is Jamaica Inn, which is about a young woman who goes to live with her aunt Patience, but discovers that her aunt Patience has married a man who is sort of leading up a smuggling ring out of Jamaica Inn. And it's all like shady people and morally gray characters and moody outdoor settings and gothic things. I don't. It's it's only three episodes. Okay. It's it's only three episodes. Is a really in the same way that Endeavor is only three episodes. It's only three episodes. Really does help things a lot. It really does. You guys don't know. I mean, Vienna Blood really should take notes. <laughs> um, but that yeah, that one is going to come to linear, but I don't think until next year. But it is on Passport as of June first, I believe. Um, and the down and for down people, it's it's nice because I don't. If if our list our our reader is correct that it was in fact at some point already available in America, I don't even know that it still is or that anybody sort of promoted the fact that it was. I mean, so, honestly, like I thought this was the first time this was coming to America. I thought it was too because I remember thinking it was really weird that nobody ever brought it over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I was I I was actually really confused when I first saw it on the on the on the streaming guide as I was writing the streaming guide up for June because I was like, wait, did they make another Jamaica in? It's really funny. They've adapted Rebecca like a billion times. Right? Like obviously everybody knows the Hitchcock movie and Netflix made that terrible one, but there's literally like seven or eight different TV versions of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And exactly. this is I think only the third version of Jamaica in like ever. Yeah. So I, I, I was thinking that like the BBC had made yet another one and I totally missed it and that this was it, but no, and then I actually looked at the cast list and I'm like, no, that's 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 the other one. That's the one that never came here. So okay. So it if whether or not it came here or not, it's it it's it's gonna be here now and it's gonna be on passport. Um so if you didn't see it or if you Now want- is your chance. Yes. Um Let's see other shows that are coming um, from other uh, places. Uh, we hunt together, which I loved season one. I did love the first season, and I am actually really surprised that they're bringing a second that they're doing a second one. Yeah, I sort of thought that like it was a it was a limited series, close ended thing. I know it was not actually billed that way, so that there was a possibility of a second season. But I honestly wasn't sure if one was ever going to show up, and now it it. it 
I sort of missed that it appeared that the new that season two had appeared on Alibi. Um, but season two is now I think coming. It's airing on Alibi like right now. Ah, okay. Um, that would make sense why I sort of missed it. Um, but uh, it's going to be again on Showtime. Um, the uh, it, it Showtime is kind of a weird one. For uh, our listeners who don't actually have Showtime or um, don't subscribe to cable anymore, uh, Showtime still hasn't fully gotten on board with the whole streaming thing. There's a Showtime now. Yeah, I mean, they have an app and you could watch. Like, it was like the HBO app before HBO right. Max was a thing. Um, it will be folding into Paramount Plus later this summer. Um, and all of the programming is going to be coming in in batches, basically. Like uh, the first two episodes of uh, Yellow Jackets are coming to Paramount Plus this month. Oh, how weird. And then the rest of it's going to sh- follow. Well, because what's funny is if you are a Showtime subscriber, I had to do a little research on this because I learned that Colin Morgan is uh, the the sort of big bad of season two. And I love Merlin and I am not ashamed of it. Come (laughs) at me, internet. I love Colin Morgan. I feel like I can't believe he hasn't had more television success since then. I think he's done a lot of theater. But uh, he is, he is, I guess, the serial killer of season two, who is called the Birdman for some reason. I don't care. I'll watch Colin Morgan do whatever. But so I was doing some research on this and I guess what's happening is all six episodes are coming to Showtime like streaming like the showtime app in a batch and you can binge them if you want to but then there'll be a weekly broadcast schedule of them on showtime starting on like the last sunday of the month or something it's very confusing and weird i like that i like the move to let people watch it weekly or binge it depending on how you know they like to watch things but i just like if i have to google things to figure out how your how your program is landing like i don't know what to tell you guys yeah and it will eventually also come to paramount plus when showtime stuff all moves to streaming but as 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 it stands now it is going to be a showtime only thing so it is not it is it is sort of streamable but also sort of not um it, it, it's like a single it's sort of like a single streamer a little bit like acorn i guess um speaking of acorn um acorn has a couple of really cool shows uh coming up uh uh, as well as uh, AMC Plus and uh, Sundance Now and all oh, of those. The, oh, the Ben, the Ben Wishaw, another another moppy haired brunette that I love has yeah. his new um, his new comedy drama dramedy about the NHS uh, happening this month. It's called This Is Going to Hurt. It's based on a best selling book that I haven't read, but. Yeah, it, I love him. Uh, the the best selling book, by the way, is written by a TV comedy writer who basically got into TV comedy after he left um, the medical profession um, because he basically broke. And the 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 comedy of this is going to hurt is the kind of comedy that is you laugh because if you don't laugh, you're going to start crying. Um, yeah. But it, it it was a massive. He also wrote it. He also wrote the book kind of as a protest to the way that junior doctors were being jerked around by um, by the Tory government. And the show is has that same sort of protest vibe to it, um, trying to sort of like, you know, tar- get get people to understand that people who work at the NHS are working real hard and that you need to treat them better. So um, I, I, I know that that probably will be a little lost in American audiences, but I really do hope that people check this one out because, I mean, I'll, I forgot to say it's Ben Wishaw. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like the best Richard II I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. And um, I saw David Tennant when he did his in Brooklyn. Ben Wishaw's is better. Don't hate me, Internet. I did. I, no one should hate you for that because it's correct. Um, let's see. Also, uh, Acorn has London Kills, which is a London Kills. They did the first two seasons like pre-pandemic, and then it sort of all got smushed by lockdown. And we haven't seen like any seasons of this for quite some time. This is uh, another mystery series for you mystery nerds like me. Um, it, it's different than most because it does this sort of documentary style found footage, um, which is kind of rare for British mysteries. Um, and, and that makes it, that makes it really sort of, uh, unique. And I really, you know, if you actually have never seen it, which a lot of people sort of missed it when it came out the first time, um, now that it's coming back and there is going to be a season four, like they greenlit like season three and four back to back. Um, so you can totally check it out and know that there's going to be more episodes. 
what else is on our list of things? Um, okay, so can I just tell you that when I saw a mystery called The Barking Murders, I asked myself, <laughs> please, please don't be an odd couple detective of a vet and an animal uh, rescue worker, because that's really, really what it I'm sounded sure, like. I truly, I truly am convinced that there probably is a show like that already. We just don't know what it is. Um, Thankfully, it's not actually that. <laughs> I actually was concerned it was like people were killing dogs and I can't handle animal death, but it's none of those things. It's actually about a serial murder. <laughs> um, it's about, uh, for those of you who are true crime people, it's about the grinder killer from the mid 2010s who basically met. I, I, I think that he killed four. I know he killed four people. I don't know if he's, if he was suspected of killing more than four people. Basically he met them on grinder and then drug them with uh, GHB or some other sort of cocktail of, of drugs and kill them. And Pleasant. Pleasant. Uh, Stephen Merchant is uh, the the murderer in this story. Which is creepy in and of itself. I mean... I know. I just watched The Outlaws, which I loved, and he was so great in that. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can go to him being a murderer now. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched this one yet i don't even think i have screeners for this one yet but uh I th- the according to the press materials it's supposed to be more uh sheridan smith is also in it as the mother of the first victim and i think it is meant to be more from the perspectives of the families who really had to fight to get justice for their loved ones because the police were initially not inclined to think that these deaths were connected uh, they thought that they were just you know gay guys out having a good time who did a little too much whatever and they had to like there was a very strong coordinated effort to try to bring this man to justice and he is currently in jail so it has a happy ending well a happy ending as happy an ending as you can have when four people are dead but justice to an extent at least is served um let's see over on netflix uh we should talk a little bit about peaky blinders final <gasps> season peaky Blind- well the thing is i'm very excited i'm very excited for this because i love peaky blinders even though um this is the show's final season and it will have to deal somehow with the fact that uh the very great helen mccrory passed who, play, who played Polly Shelby and a billion other fantastic roles, passed away from cancer just before they were supposed to start filming the final season. And I think had the had the pandemic not happened and the lockdowns not happened, they might have actually gotten to make the final season with her in it. But RIP, they did not. Um, so I don't know how they're going to handle that situation. I am fully expecting to be very emotional about it. I am also expecting... I don't know what I'm expecting, honestly. I've I've worked very hard to actually not read any of the spoilers from the UK airings, so don't tell me any spoilers internet. Um, um, I, I'm not going to tell you any spoilers, but I will remind you that this is the end of Prohibition. Um, I would also... I, my other thing is that I also know that they're working on a movie, and so I don't know... I don't know how... Like, I know how Stephen DeKnight said that he wanted to end the series, which was literally, like, right up on the eve of World War II, which is not where we are. So I don't know how they're going to end the series in a way that feels satisfying for the show while still leaving space to do this movie that apparently they also want to do. I have questions. I'm looking forward to it. I love the show. I love that it's gotten such a following in America. I miss you, Helen McCrory. R.I.P. Polly. Um, I also want to bring up because I know how much you love trash reality shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Netflix. Uh, um, just for the record, my group of friends and I who watch garbage together on Sunday nights, we have moved on to the ultimatum. <laughs> and... um so uh from from the same people who brought you the circle which was the a last great rea- a great reality show the, the, the last trash reality show from the uk that netflix adopted um we are going to get snowflake mountain i can't wait i annie literally just told me about this like two hours ago i had never heard of this and i'm already like i'm fully in <laughs> 
So Snowflake Mountain is not about, you know, wintering on a mountainside. It is about a bunch of quote unquote kiddults, a.k.a. young millennials, because, of course, they're millennials, because everything is a millennial when you're old, um, who, you know, who are considered to be spoiled and 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 and, and snowflakes, as they say. And they are going to be dropped. Oh, that's a, OK. And they're going to be dropped in a wilderness survival retreat to kickstart them to on the road to adulthood. What I really need to know is if this is going to be like an actual sort of like like man versus wild situation or like how they do on Too Hot to Handle where they go to a retreat. I'm making air quotes, which is literally like a spa. Um, I am assuming it's a. I, I am assuming it is somewhere in between. I don't actually believe this is going to be like you know naked and afraid or man versus wild or any of those. Quite... I want it to be. Though. <laughs> I know you do. Um, honestly, like the things that they the things that they tout in the synopsis are no running water, no parents to wait on them, and oh my god, no Wi Fi. Um. Oh. So this, is, uh, this I... has strong fire festival vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, this is this is this is Netflix getting really into the whole uh, reality show genre, which has been one. Well, of- what I think is hilarious is that I think a lot of people who don't, um, a lot of people who get their British television in America are unaware of how much ridiculous reality TV oh, the British television industry creates. Oh, because yeah. Literally, no, like, like, so many... Only the good stuff comes to America. Yeah. All, all, so many of our reality shows are remakes or inspired by shows that either originated in the UK or in the Netherlands. <laughs> um, I don't know why this is. I did not know that about the Netherlands. Although, given all that stuff I've read about Sweden lately, not surprised. Um... What's I gonna say? Yeah, I think I mean Big Brother. I'm pretty sure was a was a UK situation. Yes, Big Brother was a UK show. Um, I mean Love Island is of course, um, you know Great British Baking Show is a reality show, people. Um, and it changed the course of reality TV. American Idol was originally Pop Idol on the in the oh, UK. Oh, that's right with Susan. What's her face? Right, like this is the, the you know America's Got Talent was originally Britain's Got Talent. There's a reason that Simon Cowell is on all those shows. Um, he's the crossover. There's a reason that we get so many British cro- judges because they're all cross over from one to the other yeah the the only the only really major one is the voice there is the voice uk but the 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 voice of holland was the original on that one um so yeah i, I we just don't have any american original reality show. i mean i guess we've got like survivor we've got survivor um no actually survivor was also um based on a european reality show the only reality show that is actually 100 percent american made created and invented is the bachelor go figure wait what about the real world the og oh you know i don't know about that i actually don't know um of, of the ones that are on tv t- well is is the real world still on tv well now that well i don't know now they have the real world like homecoming now they have the homecoming one which is like where old casts go back to like the real world homecoming like they're oh on yeah New that's Orleans the stuff right on now. paramount plus that's why i was asking because i know they do that but do they actually do actual just plain old real world stuff? i don't know now they're all doing the challenge which is where people from various reality shows all go on to this reality show to compete in like ridiculous things because re- being a reality show star is a career choice in 2022 welcome to hell <laughs> Um, is there any other show? what else have we missed anything i can't think of uh if have we missed anything um i'm trying to look at our list of things that we've covered lately because uh, that's basically everything that I can remember off the top of my head. So the thing is, is that like the thing is, is that like there is just so much coming this summer that it's hard to keep track of it all. Um, you know. Oh, I don't like Rowan Atkinson, but that oh, bee thing, right? Which is at least interesting in that the episodes are. It's a show called Man vs. Bee, which is exactly like what it sounds I've like. Told you, I've told you the premise of the show <laughs> in the title, uh, but the episodes are all going to be like ten minutes long, which. It's re- is I can't decide is it, I can't decide if it's brilliant or like desperate. I'm that's the only thing about it I find interesting because I feel like if you've seen any Rowan Atkinson anything you've seen this, but um there's a couple of shows over on uh, Apple TV and some other streamers um on Amazon where we have these sort of ten minute um vignettes 
less than an episode, more than a scene um, kind of television, most of which come out of the UK. Um, and it's sort of an experimental genre. And, you know, but everyone that I've seen so far that sort of passed my passed my vision um, has always been a drama like, you know, like like a couple breaking up in small doses at the coffee shop kind of thing while they wait for uh while they wait for their therapy appointment and each episode is like the this is, feels is, like this uh, i could not be less interested in that thing you just described <laughs> but honestly like making this taking this format and doing it as comedy is a really interesting choice is what i'm saying and and i'm curious to see how that flies because it seems like it's something that could really work for comedy you know really sort of short sketch vignette stuff Oh, um, I do have one more thing I want to mention. It's not oh. a TV show. Hmm? It's a movie. Oh, okay, fine. I'll allow it. Um, it's 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 Mr. Malcolm's List, <gasps> oh, which I am right. very excited about because it's like Bridgerton, but about revenge. And, and yes, and um, I actually I, I I I do remember reading about Mr. Malcolm's List. It sort of fell out of my brain. Thank you for reminding me. Um, yeah, that is coming to theaters. I believe it's opening in limited release first. Um, it, it this was actually this was a movie that they couldn't get funding for, and so they did sort of a a, a short version of the film and released it on YouTube, and it went mega viral. And so now they and that got them the Kickstarter funding to make the full movie. Um, it looks really good. Yeah, it, it it's does. very like um, the only the real... guy. The guy from Gangs of London. One of the guys from Gangs of London is uh, is Mr. Malcolm. And yeah. he has really strong like Mr. Darcy slash like Duke of Hastings vibes. Um, he is actually from that original cast that uh, that that was on the YouTube version. Gemma Chan was also in the original YouTube version, but because of Eternals and working for Marvel, she couldn't she couldn't do it. And I I don't remember who they recast her with, um, but it's somebody else. But they 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 um, but other than that, like all the other actors in it are from the original YouTube. Um. I, I, I'm looking it up really quick. Um, who replaced Gamma Chan? Oh, um, uh, Zawe Ashton. That's it. Um, I, 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 this is terrible of me to, to think of her this way, but she's um, she's the 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 woman who's engaged to um, um what's his name from Loki? <laughs> oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, she's that's it. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's how I remember her. That's terrible of me. Um, and uh, Frida Pinto from Slumdog Millionaire is the other one who uh, she was in the original. Um, Theo James is also going to be in it. Um, and Ashley Park, they weren't in the original YouTube. They're 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 recasts um, or additions. I'm not sure which. Um, but I, th- this is definitely the kind of thing that I think our our audience would really and truly love. No, it's very, it's very like this. It's it's very, um, it's got everything. So it's like a Regency romance plus like a little like sort of revenge plotting because like the premise of the story is this dude, Mister Malcolm, has a list, and on this list are all of the qualities that he wants to have in a wife. But the problem is, is that like no real person can ever like live up to all of these things. So one of the ladies that he has sort of, you know, unceremoniously dumped for not meeting all those qualifying items on his list. Call, it calls up a friend. Well, not calls, but you know, like writes to a friend in the country and he's like, hey, do you want to uh, come visit and help me get back at this dude? Like pretend that you are all of these things. And then when he falls in love with you, dump him. Haha, revenge. Well, anybody who has ever read any romance novel can tell you that that is not how the story goes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's not going to get revenge. Somebody's going to get married. I know. I'm very excited. And and they'll all live happily ever after, or at least I hope they do, because I always like, I, I like my romances to end with happily ever after, or at least happy for nows. I'm not a strict constructionist on that. I actually know there are people out there who do, who believe that it is not a romance if it does not end with one of those two things. I'm not a, quite a strict constructionist on that, but I do, I do prefer it. Um, and I will do one more if we're doing movies. Oh, and yes. Only because I saw a preview for it in front of the Downton Abbey movie, and that is Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Oh, Leslie. Oh, yes. So the Ma- Leslie, the Leslie Manville. Manville Renaissance continues apace. I mean, it's just adorable. It's based on a book. The basic premise of the story is this sort of London house cleaner 
discovers that Christian Dior exists and, and decides that she wants to use her savings to buy herself a to go to Paris and buy herself a Dior dress and hi- hijinks and merriment and romance ensue. It looks adorable. It has very much like uh, Mrs. Pettigrew, Miss Pettigrew lives for a day vibes to me. I like it looks really good. Fabulous. Wow. Annie has nothing to add on nope. that. Fine. Um, probably because this episode is running long, but I just thought of that one at the very end. And I was like, Leslie Manville deserves all of our props. So she shall have them. Uh, and honestly, like, yes, it is. It is exactly what you say. And I totally want to go see it because it will be adorable. I know that's what that's what I need right now is just adorable. But uh, that's everything we can think of that's coming this summer. If there's something you've heard is coming and you have questions, we are happy to try and find out more info for you. We are at televisions at WETA.org. And that is the end of our preview. So Annie, tell the people where they can find you on the Internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy tails at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Um, I'm a staff writer at Elite Daily and the associate editor here at Televisions. And I also freelance around the web. And currently I'm writing a lot about Stranger Things. And I'll be writing a lot about Miss Marvel coming up. So, uh, yeah, basically just hit me up on Twitter if you want to know what I've been writing this week. Because that is where I retweet all my balance. Thanks. Huzzah. Uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And like Annie, I write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I too always tweet my bylines. So just be my friend and you can keep up with all of that. If you are not interested in our personal lives, the site and the pod are on social media at Tele underscore Visions on Twitter, Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook, and you can listen to our podcast at WETA's YouTube channel at WETA PBS. Uh, what else? What else? We live at televisions.org. And if you like what we do and want some more of it, you can visit our site, check out all of our news reports and recaps, and maybe even donate while you're there to help us keep making all of this content for your eyes and ears. In doing so, you can get access to PBS Passport, which will have so many things this summer that are either early exclusive previews or watch it before they air binges or just all kinds of stuff. I can't even run down the list because this episode is long enough, but anyway, check it out. That is our show. We are here sweating together in the heat of this uh, DC area summer. Uh, I hope that everybody is enjoying some much needed needed, uh, R&R and pool time after the past while that we have had uh be careful out there take care of yourselves be kind to a stranger wear a mask in indoor settings maybe because these covid numbers are scary and you know no one is testing and we'll see you next week thanks for listening